0: What, 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 pull another shot? Now, no, what, what, see, I'm trying to take it to the spot. to the it to the Can you smell it in the air? It's that time of year, it's December. And it's every comedy ever. Uh, We're going to take the next two episodes to review two comedy Christmas classics. Uh, My name is Jeff. With me is my co host, LaKendra. Hey, hey, hey. Her catchphrase always (laughs) gets me. Uh, We are going to review a series of Christmas comedies, not all of them, though. We are reviewing Home Alone, uh, Home Alone 1. And then, of course, the next episode will be Home Alone 2. Uh, We've had a couple people ask us to do Home Alone 3. We're not that desperate.
1: Nope. Thanks for the suggestion.
0: We have a lot of movies to get to before we get to Home Alone 3. And just by the nature of us doing this every two weeks, we'll never get there. (laughs) Sorry for that movie. Yeah. Maybe if we ever start like a Patreon page, it can be like a Patreon goal. When we hit $20,000 a month, we'll do Home Alone 3. Indeed. That's a good plan. Yeah. All right. We're going to be rich. And then we'll have to watch Home Alone 3. I don't know if it'll be worth it.
1: (laughs) I'll watch it if somebody's going to pay me good money to watch it. Yeah. But
0: anyway. (laughs) These movies, if you are one of the millions and millions of people who got Disney Plus when it launched, both Home Alone 1 and 2 are available on Disney Plus, which is where we both watched it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's jump to the first movie. Have you got the details on Home Alone?
1: I have the details on Home Alone. Home Alone was released in November uh, 1990. It was directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes, and stars uh, just a few people, people, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern, just to name a few.
0: I And I would argue, uh, between this and Goodfellas, this is the most well-known Joe Pesci performance, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I would have to agree with that. So, one thing I did not realize, Jeff, and fun fact about La Kendra, because um, I think I mentioned in our first episode of Every Comedy Ever how I am not the movie buff like you are, but Uncle Buck was the first movie that I ever saw in the movie theaters. Did you see Uncle Buck with John Candy?
0: I I don't know that I've seen Uncle Buck all the way through. I love John Candy, who makes an appearance in our film today, but... I don't know that I've ever seen Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck, all the way through. I remember the iconic huge pancake. Mm -hmm. That was that movie,
1: right? Um, So I didn't make the all the connections between Home Alone and Uncle Buck um, until I rewatched Home Alone this time um, for this podcast, and I did not realize that Macaulay Culkin was actually in Uncle Buck. Um, So now I feel obligated to go back and watch the movie.
0: Well, it is a comedy, so we'll throw it on the list. We will. Yeah, I thought I'm okay to do so. Yeah, let's not let it go to waste. And uh so let's jump into this movie. Uh I you've probably all seen it, but we're going to run it down real quick. Uh we open on a very big house filled with loud family, kids and grown-ups and uh they're all running around preparing for a trip in the foyer of the house, is that what you would call it?
1: Or the vestibule?
0: The vestibule? It's not a church.
1: Is Vestibule only related to church?
0: I don't know. Uh, it's
1: foyer?
0: Okay, what well, the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, in the foyer is Joe Pesci, who is a police officer. Uh, and he's trying to get someone's attention, anyone's attention, except for the kids who all say, yeah, the parents are here, but we don't know where they are. And in walks also a pizza boy with about 10 pizzas. Actually, they At say least. specifically 10 pizzas. He is also trying to track down someone to pay him. Uh, you find Uncle Frank, who is the most stupid, dumb human being on the planet. Uncle Frank's the worst.
1: He is the worst. He's rude.
0: Yeah, he refers to Macaulay Culkin as "you little jerk," yeah, which is
1: so rude.
0: Which is something that that Kevin McAllister, when he grows old, will need to go to counseling for. For real. Anyway, so eventually they uh, pay the um, uh, the pizza guy and uh, the mom of the house talks to the police officer played by Joe Pesci and, uh, no, excuse me, not the mom, the father and the Joe Pesci is just making sure that everyone's prepared for the holidays and that they've, uh, there's a lot of break-ins around this time of year and want to make sure they've taken the proper uh, what do you want to call it? Precautions. Precautions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they say, yeah, we got timers on our lights, locks for our doors, da 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 Well, it turns out that, of course, Joe Pesci is a burglar himself, pretending to be a police officer gathering intel for caper he will pull at a later date. Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, runs around and just isn't getting his way. He's got an older, annoying brother, Buzz. He's got all these family members. He's going to have to sleep in the same bed with Fuller, who wets the bed, who's also played by a Culkin. So there is a, a very distinct um, similarity there. Were you aware that he was, Fuller was also a Culkin? No. I don't know. Is, was that, wait,
1: is, that, McCull- is that his brother? I, like his real life brother?
0: I believe so. It's definitely a Culkin. I don't know where it's his brother or not.
1: Brother
0: research. But Fuller is known for wetting the bed. And to the point where uh, they cut to Fuller at one point drinking Pepsi. And smiling at the camera just, Fuller, mm-hmm. stop drinking so much Pepsi. Uh Buzz, uh, so Kevin only eats pizza that is plain. Buzz, his older annoying brother, has eaten all the pizza. He gets mad and attacks Buzz, spills stuff all over the plane tickets. One of the plane tickets gets thrown out. Uh, I'm guessing it's Kevin's. He gets in trouble and is sent up to the attic where he tells his mom he wishes his family would just disappear. His mom says, you don't mean that. He says, yeah, I do. I'd be happy if I never saw you again. And then. And then. Wishes do come true. They. Uh, family goes to bed and they oversleep. So now they're in a rush. They're rushing to get ready. They're rushing to get everyone out the door. They miscount when they count heads because the annoying little neighbor boy is like annoying the the, the drivers for the shuttles to the All airport. Right. Uh, and they think he's Kevin. But of course he's not. So they get on the plane. And they're in the air. Uh, Kevin wakes up to find that his family has completely disappeared. Uh, The cars are still in the garage, which he, I guess, didn't know they were going to be on shuttles. Because he's like, Mm -hmm.
1: cars are still here. They've got to be here somewhere.
0: He assumes they get raptured. Uh, That's basically what it is. They just disappear. (laughs) And there's no one around, right? And he's not remorseful even for a moment. He does... The classic eye raise at the camera. I'm doing it now. You can't, let me do it closer to the mic.
1: Yeah, so we can hear your eyebrow going up. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah.
0: Uh, So they, uh, they being Kevin McAllister, um, then just kind of has the run of the house. He eats a bunch of ice cream, watches a scary movie. So the movie he watches is called Angels with Dirty Souls. This movie, this movie within a movie, was made just for Home Alone.
1: I was gonna ask: Is that was that just for the movie, or was it like a real movie? Or were those scenes so those scenes were just done for the for Home Alone?
0: It was just made for Home Alone. Interesting. And so is the sequel that's in the in the next movie called Angels with Dirtier Souls, which is just brilliant by them. Uh, so they they cut back to the plane, and Mom realizes that Kevin is left at home. And they land in Paris, where they are taking a trip to, and try to call home. And Kevin doesn't answer because he's already had a run-in with Harry and Marv. That's Joe Pesci and David, excuse me, Daniel Stern. David Stern's the old NBA commissioner. uh, Daniel Stern and uh they try to break in like the first night they're gone and then kevin's home he turns the lights on so the two robbers assume hey they're actually home i thought they left but they they must not have uh can Mom, i just before please. you
1: go any further Jeff? so in this movie y'all, i i've got to say when i first saw this movie when i was younger Um, I was mesmerized as the little black girl from Gainesville, Florida, who didn't have a big house, still doesn't have a big house. So to all my African-American friends, when you watch this movie, if you've never seen it before, which shame on you if you haven't, because it is a classic, um, the opening scenes let you know that this movie is not about us, okay? Um, Because back then, movies did not really depict um, minorities in such neighborhoods. So you already know what's about to go down a little bit. And then you see all these children running around the house like they have no home training with the police officer standing in the middle of the house. And I just had questions now that I am a much older person watching the movie. Like, who is okay with a police officer standing in the middle of their house and not asking why is this police officer here? Why was no one alarmed, Jeff? Am I asking the wrong questions?
0: As the white guy on the podcast... I, if there was a police officer in my vestibule slash foyer, I would have questions.
1: No one had questions.
0: I would, have, I, I had a police officer knock on my door at six a.m. one time, and I had
1: questions for him, like, "What the hell, man? Why are you here, sir?" Yeah. No one asked the question. So then, as Jeff has been describing, people are running around. It's really chaotic. Um, and then the next thing that struck me as an older person watching this movie is how well behaved um, Kevin Macaulay Culkin's uh, character in this movie was. Like, he's a kid. He's home by himself in this humongous house, but still manages to get up at a decent hour, um, is well groomed brushes his teeth, has breakfast. Like he does all the things that I don't think a normal kid would do if he were left home by himself. I don't think he took full advantage of this situation is all I'm saying.
0: And I agree. So when it starts out, he's eating a big bowl of ice cream and watching the movie he wasn't allowed to make, but that's about as much trouble as he really gets in as far as what he would do if there were no parents. Cause you're right. After that, he bathes regularly. He even spends some time talking in the mirror Talking about all the things he's done. He realized he doesn't have a toothbrush, so he goes and buys it. Of course, while he's in the mirror, you get the classic, iconic aftershave, where he puts the aftershave in his hands, claps it against his cheeks, and then yells. And, and you have, the, of course, the classic Macaulay Culkin scream face.
1: Okay, sorry, I, I interrupted Oh, no, please today,
0: interject whenever you like. Um, so... One thing I kind of forgot to touch on is they have this creepy neighbor, neighbor, this older man who older brother Buzz tells Kevin is like a psycho killer. And, uh, you know, you got to watch out for him. He likes killing kids or whatever. And so when he's out buying, when Kevin's out buying his toothbrush, he runs into this killer guy, quote unquote, and runs off actually shoplifting the toothbrush. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He also goes and buys groceries. He basically he keeps the house immaculate. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert: the parents make it back and everything's fine, and the house is like pristine, better than they left it, with the exception mm-hmm. of Buzz's room. Uh, so he's in Buzz's room and he finds a Playboy magazine, and he's like, "People, <gasps> no clothes on! Disgusting!
1: Who does that? I don't know." Okay, uh, okay, okay. So I'm not. I'm, I've never been a young boy before. Mm -hmm. Um, so Jeff, would you have just thrown that magazine down and moved on? I'm trying to
0: remember how old I was, but I found a similar magazine in my uncle's bedroom way back in the day. And I did not throw it away and it did not disgust me. But I mean, I, that is, I don't know, you know, how old Kevin is as opposed to where I was at the time. But, um, that's a great transition into a very private conversation. Welcome <laughs> to every comedy ever, everyone. It's what we do. Yeah, all right. Um. So where were we? What were you we talking about? Oh, yeah. He so stole he, the toothbrush. Yeah. So he's in Buzz's room Um, and he knows that Buzz is like a stash. And so he climbs the shelves. The shelves collapse. Buzz has a pet tarantula that escapes, but he finds a bunch of money. Uh, he takes his money and buys groceries. So, um, again, they keep cutting back to the parents trying to get back in touch with it, but it really doesn't make a big difference other than they can't get a flight back because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, so mom waits for the next available flight and heads out. The family waits to the next day to get on another flight. It kind of is important later. Uh, And I'm probably getting some of this out of order. So, of course, the uh, robbers, Harry and Marv, discover that not only did the the family leave as expected, but they left their kid behind and he is home alone. Hence the title of the movie. They go to investigate and Marv, played by David Daniel Stern, not the commissioner of the NBA, goes (laughs) around the back door and... So immediately Kevin thinking on his feet hits play on the the video of Angels with Dirty Souls and the scene where these two mobsters are uh, fighting or you know talking about money and there's gunfire and it, it, he just kind of plays it off and and uh Mar- Harry is uh, pretty dim and he believes that someone actually got killed in there but um so Marv decides we're just going to wait outside. And when these mobsters leave, we can, we can finger them. If we ever get in trouble, we can offer up some information to get maybe like a plea deal. Mm-hmm. Well, the only person that comes out of the house is of course, Kevin McAllister. Um, and Kevin sees them in the window and realizes they're coming. He runs to the attic and overhears Harry and Marv say, Hey, we're coming back at eight Oh five Eastern noon Pacific. And, going to break into this house and take all the stuff and thus sets up the plot for, uh, the third act of the movie.
1: That was a lot to get through, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah. So
1: it's not as painful as it sounds.
0: It's really not. But the thing is, is we get to review, uh, the sequel and it's the same movie, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) So I can't remember. There's some other events that goes on, but, uh, It's Christmas Eve, and Kevin wishes for his family back. He realizes it was a huge mistake to wish his family away. He still thinks it's something miraculous. He doesn't really, at least in the movie, they never show that he's actually cognizant of the fact that he's actually been left behind. He still Mm -hmm. thinks he made them disappear. So he goes to fake Santa, who he believes works for real Santa, and just wishes for his family back.
1: Which is, like, really cute. That's, like, one of the first... Well, it's not one of the first, but it's one of the, the scenes I think one of the major scenes that actually shows his um, his childhood. Because mm-hmm. up until this point, you know, after the family leaves, he's just like you said, he's taking care of the house, he's he went to get groceries for goodness sake, um, and he's you know keeping people from robbing the house. Um, but before he goes to see Santa, there was one scene, um, when he was praying for his family back and he was in the church. And he runs into the the neighbor that his brother Buzz told him to um, stay away from. And now, I forget the neighbor's name, Um, Mr. Kirkpatrick. No, that's not it. I don't know who he is. Mr. Kirkpatrick. Yes, you do, because he told him to stay away from him. But anyway, um, Old Kevin runs into him. Carruthers. I don't know. Yes, that's not his name. (laughs) It starts with the M, right? We are horrible. Anyway. Anyway, so he, he sees the guy at the... Marley. He sees the guy at the church, gets frightened, and old man Marley comes over. He sits next to Kevin, and he says, you know, this. when you see me, <laughs> when you see me, it's okay to say hello. Like, I'm not the scary person. And to me, it was just one of the... It was one of the sweetest scenes to me in the movie because they really make a connection and... um and then Kevin actually helps this old man with a, a personal situation that he's going through. So like for a young kid, he's giving this older guy some wisdom. And mm-hmm. then um, I think as Jeff will continue to explain, the uh, old man Marley actually helps Kevin out in his situation as well. So I think that's a, a key point. That was a key scene for me in the movie to make that connection between those two characters.
0: Yeah, it's one of the best scenes in the movie. I I agree with you because I think Mr. Carruthers is very well acted. And um, or morally, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as he's in church, he decides to head home and a a bell tone rings and he realizes it's almost time for these robbers to come back. So he rushes home and he sets up a bunch of traps uh, to protect his home. And then he takes time to microwave a delicious macaroni meal. He sits down and lights the candles prays over his meal and as he's about to start the clock buzzes what nine o'clock eight Mm o'clock
1: it's go time
0: and and he blows out his candles and he grabs his bb gun and he backs up to the door and he says this is it don't get scared now
1: which i think is another one of those iconic scenes out of that movie too
0: Mm -hmm. and then we get to the the finale the climax of this film Uh, the thing that put home alone on the map is the fun house of horrors for Harry and Marv. I can't remember them all, but I'm going to try to run down (laughs) and we'll get in the sequel. Uh, We'll, we'll follow up on this a little bit, but these are pretty deadly traps. I think they're more maiming traps than they are deadly with the exception of the paint cans down the stairs. Yeah. Those could murder someone. Uh,
1: and honestly, Jeff, if you don't for, if you don't remember all of them, I mean, because they're just he does so much.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> he
1: does so much.
0: They slip on ice, which is pretty minor. Uh, Mar, Harry, Harry, Marv, Marv. One of them burns his hand on the doorknob. The other one steps on nails. The other one's covered in goop and feathers. Steps on um, ornaments. Mm-hmm. Slips on micro machines. Gets paint cans to the face. Uh, What else? Uh, They trip over. Yeah. Torch to the head. They trip over some wires. Marv finally catches Kevin by the foot. Fortunately, the tarantula Buzz's Tarantula is nearby. Kevin grabs the tarantula, puts it on Marv's face and uh, Marv screams at the top of his lung. Now, as someone who does not like spiders, how did you feel Uh. about this scene?
1: um first of all um i still don't like spiders i um but for whatever reason i think because i've seen this movie before i knew the spider was there so it didn't freak me out as much but it it still made me it gave me the the heebie jeebies it's still a spider and it's still ugly
0: i'm thinking uh i believe it is considered a comedy uh have you ever seen arachnophobia
1: hell no why would i want to do that
0: Mm, okay
1: that's considered a comedy
0: it might be i don't remember John Candy's oh, in it. that is. That, no, it's that not. It's not John cruel. Candy. Excuse me. It's, uh, what's his name? From Roseanne.
1: John Goodman. Yeah, he doesn't do all uh, comedies. I'm not watching Arachnophobia.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, you win. Uh, so, speaking of John Candy, uh, the mom lands at an airport in America. She's trying to get back to Chicago. But the, all the flights are, of course, booked. John Candy overhears this. John Candy is part of, like, a polka troop.
1: And it's so weird,
0: yeah, they all pile into a truck, and he offers to drop her off in Chicago. So she's finally going to be getting home. Uh, let's finish the uh, the murder sequences. So, uh, as he's attacking all of these, uh, 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 excuse me, as they're setting off all these traps, uh, he ends up running across the street to Marley's house, or I don't even think it's Marley's house, it's his neighbors that are out of town. Uh, mm-hmm it also bears to be said that the two bandits refer to themselves as the wet bandits because they tend to flood the houses that they rob. And they run into the, uh, Kevin runs in the basement and it's flooded because the bandits have already hit this house. And as he gets up to the top of the attic waiting for him, are Harry and Marv, mm-hmm. uh, they hang up up on like a coat rack
1: hanger thing. I'm a jig? Yeah, like a hang on the back of the door.
0: And they tell him all the things they're going to do to him. We're going to burn your head. We're going to hit you with paint cans. But first, I'm going to bite off each and every one of these little fingers. While they're threatening him, Marley arrives in the house from behind and just clobbers them both with a snow shovel. Harry and Marv get arrested and all is well in the McAllister household. We cut to the next morning. Uh... He's downstairs. He's hoping for, uh, Kevin, that is, is hoping for like a Christmas miracle. He gets downstairs and no one's there. Just him on Christmas morning alone.
1: With a perfectly clean house. Milk and cookies out for Santa.
0: And he prepared, yeah, he prepared the house for Santa. He hung all the stockings on the wall, even buzzes. And in walks his mom. And she doesn't see him at first, but then says, Kevin. And they reunite. And Kevin acts like he's a little mad for a second, but then he gets over it and they hug. As Now, here's the thing. She went out of her way to get home as soon as possible, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right after they hug.
1: Who walks in the door
0: less than the a minute family. later?
1: The whole family. The whole family. Two manfuls of them. They, she went out of her way for nothing. Literally to like a minute of a time. She did what any mother would do.
0: <laughs> anyway, this is the end of the movie. Uh, you know, Buzz finds out that the last line of the movie is, Kevin, what did you do to my room?
1: My <laughs> room.
0: Uh, and we cut to the end of the movie. Uh, it should also be mentioned uh, before is that the score is by the great and prolific John Williams. Are you familiar with John Williams' work?
1: No, but now I'm ashamed because you called him great and prolific.
0: Okay. He did Indiana Jones. Ah, Okay. He did Star Wars.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: He, ah, there's more. He's done more than that. Um, He's a legend. Back to the Future?
1: Was he Back to the Future?
0: I don't remember. Smart. Something Um,
1: else for me to research.
0: Yeah. John Williams is the most iconic movie composer probably ever.
1: I'm learning so much from you, Jeffrey.
0: Well, that's what a nerd like me would know. <laughs> so well, do you have any, you. that was, that was a fun fact. <laughs> do you have any thoughts or.
1: On home alone? Home yeah. alone. Um, it, it, I, I, I still think it's a good movie um, to have been released um, in, in the nineties. I, I, it didn't, to say it aged well wouldn't be fair, but it didn't age poorly, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you can still watch it and, and things make, it still makes sense. You know, things are still timely. Um, it, it's, it's a good movie. I think it's a classic holiday movie um, mm-hmm. that I would suggest to to people to, to watch. Uh, just watching it now as an adult compared to when i watched it as a kid of course i have different points of view about why are we doing this why is this happening why isn't anybody questioning this mm-hmm. you know why didn't the parents go to jail for leaving their home alone for three days i don't you know things like that you know. <laughs> don't mind me um but at any rate um i give home alone uh, a five jeff
0: really uh i do i think um because to It's a four from me. This is the first movie I've given anything lower than a five. And because I didn't really laugh that much. And maybe it's because I've seen it a thousand times. But Mm -hmm. when we talk about how it ages, I can show this to my son and he loves it. You know, he has a great time and it is a classic. So
1: it's, a- yeah, I, I agree with you. It was like watching it now. I definitely didn't laugh as hard as I did, you know, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I still gave it a five because for me, you know, I just feel like I've, i've matured and so certain things just not going to be as funny to me but that doesn't mean it wasn't done well um i think the movie was done well for what it for what it was and Mm -hmm. and i mean i've seen it multiple times and i you know i probably will likely watch it again so yeah and i don't i wouldn't
0: turn it off if it's on you know exactly yeah if
1: if i ran into it on tv i would definitely watch it
0: yep it's a iconic film uh i don't think we are going to be as kind On the next episode of Every
1: Comedy Ever, but the next episode of Every Comedy Ever might be the shortest episode of Every Comedy Ever.
0: I what are we looking at now? We're looking at just we we won't have any trouble keeping it under forty five minutes, much less (laughs) thirty. So just stay tuned, folks. (laughs) Yeah, just keep your podcast dial tuned right here uh, because uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another review for you on every comedy ever. Uh, But uh, I did notice that I forgot to shout out our main man, the guy who does the music for our, uh, our show, uh, Mr. Sir flame. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at set it on flame. You can listen to all of his music at uh, your favorite streaming music site. Uh, Be sure to check out his latest release Burn Notice 2, which features our theme song, uh, Pineapple Patron.
1: Pineapple Patron.
0: He's really good. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend, but uh, he's quite good.
1: I agree with Jeff.
0: He only gets better. And I'm looking forward to his next release. Maybe we'll get like some exclusive news. But uh, anything else to add, LaKendra?
1: I'm good, Jeffrey. I'm looking forward to uh, doing our next review for every (laughs) comedy ever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. What 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 pour another shot in what what see I'm trying to take it to the spot, get it to the telly, turn up the road, get it to the telly, turn up the throne, get it to the telly, get it to the telly, get it to the telly.